Welcome to our debut episode of 42 Chatcast. Thank you for joining us. Our special guest today is 42 Chat CEO Chuck Elias. Hi, Chuck. Hey, Ken. How you doing? So so far, so good. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, what are mobile AI chatbots, and how are they good for events? Super. Well, that's a great place to start. Mobile AI chatbots are simply artificial intelligence chatbots that provide instant answers and personalized connection over text. Now, they've been designed specifically for the events industry to answer the questions your attendees are asking and to give you a way to reach them with a valuable content or information that is really personalized to them. And the best way to think about chatbots is really as a, as a digital team member that's just like a human. It's trained on what your attendees need to know, but unlike a human, chatbots work 24-7. They answer exactly the way you want every time. They can handle thousands of different conversations at the same time. They never call in sick, get tired, bored, or upset, and they're constantly getting smarter about your event. Uh, great. So th this, is a, uh, this is a very sort of specific, forward-looking sort of technology in, in a very specific space. What was the inspiration for the formation of the company and its sort of focus on this technology in this industry? Well, you know, it really started with this, this a few simple concepts. And, and first, it really just starts with text. And text, it, it's fascinating to me. Text is one of these antiquated, one of the oldest technologies. It started all the way back with pagers, right? But text has become the way we communicate, whether it's one-to-one -one or one-to-many, right? It's the way we interact, the way we engage with our family and friends. And when we have a question, you know, we text it. You know, when we want to chat, we text, right? And since virtually everyone can text and 98% of text are read, most in under five seconds, it means that you know that message is going to get through, you know it's going to get read, and that you'll get a response. So it really started with this concept, well, if text is so powerful in my everyday life, why can't I text you about your event? Why can't I text about a business? Why can't I text and get an answer? Right. And the reason you can't do that is really simple, because if thousands of people started texting you about your event, you and your team would be overwhelmed, right? But when I put really smart technology behind the text in the form of an AI chatbot, then we can respond automatically in the channels that you want to use at scale, right? So that's really the core of what it's about. It's about providing those instant answers and using this channel that everyone has to, to really help get the information they need just in time. So you uh, talked about it's one thing to build a bot. It's another thing to build a bot that works. Um, can you speak a little bit to sort of the challenges and the complexities of being able to, to um, deliver what really is sort of a, criti a mission critical uh, communications technology for people who are managing events? Yeah, I think that, you know, it sounds simple, right? We always talk about this idea that you can, it's easy to build a chatbot. It's, it's hard to build the one that, that delivers the results you want and that people want to engage with. And at its core, it's about designing a conversation that's going to meet the needs of the user, right, of your attendee, right? And it's about then having that technology at the back end that's going to respond really quickly. When you have thousands of people that are texting the bot, and it's it, it's it's one of these, when we started in the industry, we didn't realize it, we didn't really, hadn't thought deeply about it. But if you think about mission critical, right, you have no one here a week ago, you have everyone descending upon your event today, and there's no time for the event, for the for the uh, the bot to go down, right? It's got to work, which is how we developed our technology and kind of really from the background of our team in kind of the big corporate world and building kind of institutional systems, making that work in in making it work. 
uh, right at the start of an event and to get that engagement and interaction you need, it's, it takes, it not takes not only just a great platform and a great underlying technology, but it, it requires great conversation design, right? That's really going to key in to how your attendees are going to ask questions and, and how they want to receive those answers. So what are the different types of chatbots that event planners may have, you know, seen or used elsewhere? Well, there's really three types. We I always categorize them into three different types of chatbots. We do conversational chatbots. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But there are other types are struck what we call structured chatbots and what I call uh, Google Light chatbots. And and let me just kind of describe those a little bit. Structured chatbots are what you often see on a website, right? They really nothing more than a chat version of a call center phone tree. You know, there's annoying, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you call the, you call the call center, the press one for this, press three for this, yeah. right? And you end up screaming, I just want to talk to a human. I want to get to my answer, right? right. And so what structured chatbots do is they force you down a specific conversation path, whether that's where you need to go or not. And those are fine, right? They, they, they work to some level, but they're not a lot of fun to interact with. And nobody walks away from those going, wow, that was amazing, right? They're just structured, <laughs> like they're highly, that. you know, so that's the one type, right? The second type that I would like to describe, or I think about it is what I call Google light chatbots, right? And you'll see these when you go to a, if you go to a, a support uh, website of some uh, problem, you have a question about a product or something, it, it wants you to search their FAQs, right? So they basically say, hey, I'm a chatbot, I'm here to answer your questions. And so you write, you write a question in there and they respond with something like, I think one of these might help and nothing, and it's nothing more than a list of links, right? And really, well, all they've done is just to provide a different type of Google search, right? And that's fine. Again, it, it's, it meets a need, but it's actually just another way to do a search, which you can do lots of different ways, right? And you can always tell these, that chatbot in particular, and even the first type structured, because typically at the end, they'll say, well, did this meet all of your needs? Well, that's not really a conversation because that's not how you talk right, right in real life. Right. And that leads us to what we do, which are conversational trap chatbots, which allow you to ask a question in a natural way, in a natural language. Right. And they're designed to provide a specific response. And they almost universally have a personality and are fun to engage with. That's all we build. But the most famous conversational chatbots are Siri and Alexa, right? Everybody uses them. You know, the, the, the only difference is they work over voice and we just use text, but it's the same concept, right? You ask a question, you get an answer. And if the, if the chatbot knows the answer, it says, hey, I know the answer. If it doesn't, it'll say, oh, sorry, I don't know. I haven't been trained on that, right? And voice bots, you see them a little bit in the event industry, but fundamentally voice uh, conversation chatbots are great in a closed environment, like your home or like your car, where you can learn the phrasing that works best. It's for the question you're asking. It's quiet. There's not a lot of interference, right? That's, right. You, you, we all see that, right? Yep. Once you figure out how to say the right things to those, like to Siri, then, then they work, right? Yep. But it takes a while for you to learn that. But at events, rooms are noisy. Uh, people have accents, yeah. right? Ambi ambient is an understatement. Ambient yeah. noise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more. You know, yeah. Right now you're kind of queuing up to a device and you're going, oh, let me stand in line to talk to a device, right? That, right. that is not really what it's designed for. And it's actually not, most of what we do and what we find people want to know about is not really public. And so it's kind of a simple thing. It says, <laughs> do you really, 
you know, you're not going to sit during the keynote and say, hey, Siri, you know, can you answer this question for me or something like that? Yeah. Right. You're not going to do that. And you're also not going to always uh, I remember talking with somebody. They go, I love voice. I go, well, that's great. But are you really going to in an elevator? Are you going to ask that question to your phone? You know, hey, where can I go get? I don't know. You know. <laughs> some sort of medicine from the yeah, doctor. Right, yeah. Everybody, you know, you're like, no, that's a little yeah. bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're going to avoid those types of uh, uh, types of things. And so what we see with conversational chatbots is they really enhance your brand, right? They engage with your attendees and, and they're an extension of that brand. And that's really important. And that's what you really want as opposed to just, uh, they're, they're kind of meeting this little support need that I have. So as you started to go out to the market with the product and start to talk people and educate them, what, what are some of the things you sort of found most interesting, you know, in the early stages of trying to introduce this innovation to the event industry? Yeah, I think that I would, I would kind of key in on a, a couple things. I mean, one of those is I think about it as the power of the avatar or the personality. You know, when we launched Betty, which was for BizBash, uh, the BizBash event in May of 2017. We worked with Nicole Peck and David Adler and the team. And we and the idea was to how do we make Betty larger than life, right? And so what we saw was, you know, while Betty may have started as a technology, she quickly became a team member, right? She was purple and she was sassy and she was fun. And, and you know, BizBash actually created something like a 50 foot tall balloon Betty, right? When you walk in, you ask the balloon yeah. Betty, yeah. right? And what you saw was people didn't, didn't say, oh, I tried the chatbot. They said, oh, I talked to Betty. Talk to Betty. Did, you, right. did you ask Betty this? And that was pretty cool, right? Just seeing the that it's different. It, it wasn't a technology. It's a team member. And, and the funny story, when, when BizBash did the New York event, they actually created a fake Betty apartment, right? A little small New York apartment <laughs> with selfies and couches. That's and great. so you can actually experience Betty. So the power of the personality, the power of extending the brand through this is really, really cool. The second thing that was interesting was the best way I can describe is the look on attendees' faces when our bots gave them the answer they needed, right? So generally, you know, you, you'd meet people and you talk to them, especially in the in the post party, right? You, you're there, right? And what people would, you know, I'd introduce myself, and 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 at some point they, they'd say, "Oh, wait, you made Connie? Let's just say Connie," you know, and, I, and I'd say, and they lies would light up, and 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 they would say, "I love Connie," and I go, well, "Well, great. What did you what did you use Connie for? What did you ask her?" And they would always do something like this. They pick up the phone. They go, "Well, you know, I was looking for the Wi-Fi code, and and I'm trying to find." It. I said, "Wait, I'll ask Connie." And they always do it like their phone Wi-Fi, like four letters, right? And they right. go, "And I got it." <laughs> and and I go, and I would say, "Great. What else did you ask?" And they go, "Nothing." But she's amazing. <laughs> And I would think to myself, wait, Connie's been trained on a hundred topics. She's really smart. Millions of different ways you can answer. You can ask questions around a hundred or so topics. You asked one question. Not only did you ask one question, which turns out to be the most asked question in an event, but you asked one question and you asked the easiest one that you could ask, which was four letters of Wi-Fi, which would be impossible to get wrong. Right. Right. But it demonstrates the delight that the, this idea of delight, it doesn't come from having these really long, complex chain interactions, right? It comes from having just one need fulfilled just when you need it. And that was a pretty big insight uh, for us. Yeah. So you just talked about this a little bit, but you know, how, how is the user experience sort of materially different 
from the event apps that lots of us have gotten used to. Yeah, I think on the user side, you know, what what you what you find is that it, it's kind of the perennial problem we have with when we when we send information out or we get information out, right? Client, our our uh, event producers are sending out emails, right? They have a website. They have they they may be trying to get people to download an app, right? All of these things are acts that people have to do that is that is different than what they're doing in their normal day. It's not that they're not reading emails, right? But the fact that they got five pre-event emails and the one that they need is the information they need is somewhere in one of those that's somewhere in this long message uh, right. you know, list that they have is, is actually a very high friction experience. Remembering a website, where was that website? I have to do a Google search to get to it, to then find it. These are all really complex things to do and they're high friction, which means that there's a whole group of people that just won't use it, right, for that reason. But everyone can text, right? And since everyone can text, and that could be regular SMS text, right? It could be through iMessage or whatever they're using for text. It could be on WhatsApp, it could be on the web, it could be on Messenger, it could be on really any channel, right? But what they're doing is they're doing what they always do. The On the first page screen of their phone is their texting app, universally. Everybody knows where it is. Yep. They know how to get to it. So they can use that right away, right? And then so that's from that's the first part of the user experience. And then when they provided their mobile phone number at registration, then what they don't even have to know how to get to the bot because the bot's going to reach out to them and say, hey, I'm the bot. I'm Connie. I'm Frank. I'm Slash. I'm here to help you. Right. If you if you have a question, just ask me. So there's no easier, lower friction way to for your attendees to gauge to engage. Right. That's the fundamental difference. On the planner side, there's really something that's not about user experience, but it's about the planners and how they they they, they kind of work. You know, there's implementation stuff. We could talk about that. But fundamentally, you know, it's about how do I reach people when I need to, right? How do I reach people? Yep. And, and this channel that everyone has means that you can send an ad hoc notification to everybody that's connected and say, hey, the keynote's going to be delayed for 15 minutes. Or you could send something much more urgent, like we had this in an event, the fire alarm went off. Well, it was a false alarm. But what happened? What, do you, what are people supposed to do on a fire alarm? They're supposed to leave the building. Okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty much havoc, you know, for yeah. an event. Yeah. So, you know, they were able to get a message out immediately to everyone says, hey, false alarm. Everything's okay. You know, uh, please go about. Let's not let's not blow up my entire event. Right. right. Because something that happened. So this ability to reach people is really powerful. And the other piece that's really powerful from the planner side is the ability to get insights that you couldn't get otherwise. Right. This is not about, well, somebody spent some time on a page of a website or the page of my of my app. This is about knowing someone specifically asked a question. They had a need. You know when they had that need, what that need was, and whether that need was fulfilled, right? So this is the truest voice of the customer, right? And so you see things like people texting the bot, hey, the water state, yeah, there's no water in the water stations. Well, you can deal with that during the event, right? You can go tell right. somebody, hey, fill up the water things, right? right? We've, had, we've had it during, during uh, events. We've had them start texting the bot. We can't hear the speaker in a keynote session. Right. Yeah. Well, why? Because the, the audio, the sound people were behind the stage when they did their sound check. It was fine. But for some reason out in the audience, they can't hear. Well, you can deal with that right away. Right away. And so yeah. you're getting information that you that you that changes the type of experience that your attendees have. And it's in real time. So lots of powerful applications there. What's 
if, if I put myself in the client's chair, what's the process for the client? Like, what are the steps? How much work is it for them? Can, can you walk us through a little bit what, what their part in the collaboration is? Sure. You know, when we, when we first, when, when we first approach or we get approached by a client that says, Hey, I want to, I want to use a bot to have an event. Uh, and they're all just trying to Hey, what's this going to cost? You know, they, they want a proposal. And so what we first do is we said, great, we have a five minute quote form. We need you to fill out. Right. And we always say it's, it's a five minute quote form. It actually takes about three and a half minutes unless you've been drinking, then it takes five. It's much more fun to take five. Right. So, but basically it's just going to say, Hey, you know, when's it, where's the event? What is it? Where is it? Uh, how many attendees, how many speakers, exhibitors, and give us a link to your event website or show guide. And that's going to allow us to have enough information to say, okay, given what you provided to us, here's what the bot should do. Here's the scope of the bot. Here's what it should, should be trained on. And here's what you might want to consider. One, once we have the contract signed, our team already has all that information, right? So our kickoff meeting is going to be a one-hour meeting with our with our conversation designer, our customer success team, and they're going to walk through what was agreed to. Here's the scope of the bot. Here's the process we're going to go through. We're going to describe a series of three meetings, right? But And we're going to say, okay, so we've already extracted 80 to 90% of the information we need to populate the bot, the answers in the bot. We already have it because you gave us a website, you gave us information. So we've already taken a stab at that. And here's the remaining information we need. Two weeks later, we'll actually have an, an, a follow-up call, one hour follow-up call with the client. They will have a working version of the bot for their event. And that's that's a little bit magical, right? Because all of a sudden it was concept. Yeah, you guys talk tech and you said you could do it. Everybody says that, right? right. But now you actually see it. They have it physically. They actually can text the bot and they can try it. Now the bot's not done because the content's not done, right? right. The agendas get finalized speakers. Nobody's worried about Wi-Fi. You know, until you get close, you don't even know it, right? So right. lots of things will be coming in to to rich in and enrich the bot, give it better information. So you'll be refining. But at that point, then we start talking about, okay, so let's get, make sure we're connected in your registration system. Oh, do you have an ex ex exhibition planning system? Do you have these things? We'll talk about that integrations there. We'll talk about marketing and discovery. How do you get people to know about your bot? What's your strategy for notifying people and, and using it for whether it's sponsored uh, messages or how are you going to use this in a way that's going to be really powerful? So we'll actually consult all the way through this. And it, we always say it takes it for our custom bots. It takes about six to eight hours over six to eight weeks to deploy that bot. And most of that time is just waiting for stuff because, you know, thing comes, it comes in, they get finalized as you approach the event. Right. That's, our, that's our custom bots, but we also have self-service bots like our meeting bot uh, products or meeting bot products that can actually be deployed in less than 20 minutes, right? The event planner just goes in and answers questions about the event, uploads the attendee list. The bot will turn itself on, train itself on the million or more uh, ways that questions can be asked around the topics for that meeting. And then the bot will send out a text that says, hey, I'm the meeting bot. I'm here to help for the event. Uh, if you have a question, just ask me. And, and even in those situations, we'll get 60 to 70% of the attendees will engage with the bot. So everything from custom is, is we make it as low friction and easy to deploy as possible using content and data you already have. And, and our self-service bots are, are really fast. You can do them on your own. And, and that's what's really kind of fun about what we do. So as the creator of the, the first AI chatbots for events, well, what have you seen that's sort of changed in the market in terms of either people's understanding, needing education, adoption? How, how does the market look now versus what it looked like 
you know, when you got started, you know, two week, two years ago. Yeah, I think, you know, when we started, no one had really ever heard. I mean, they had heard about chatbots, but certainly not for the events industry, or they might have heard somebody tried something, uh, maybe text, but it was, you know, 35 people behind the scenes that are manually doing stuff, right? Fake, so, fake bot, fake bot. Yeah, so you're like, oh, that really looked like a bot, but it sounds just like a human because it's got the same typos and things like that, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so nobody really had it. But then we did BizBash uh, in 2017, and then we won our first award at SISO right in that same year that really launched this idea of fully automated conversational ai chatbots for the event industry right and since that point we've grown exponentially right i mean we have people now that are going well wait of, of course i should have one of these what do you mean you know when, when how quickly can i implement it so so it's really kind of taken the industry and, and in terms of adoption i mean i haven't seen anything like it and i've been in business for a long time in different industries this has been a really fast adoption uh, and it's really just about as soon as people understand it and actually believe that it works, which we have lots of cases and right. we can demonstrate because they could use it. Our demo is running 100 percent of the time, all the time. Right. It never goes down. So uh, people can see it and they see that it works. And so, you know, now it's it's not about, well, can it work? It's like, show me how it works. And there's a lot of kind of added features that we continue to kind of add to this to really improve the overall experience. The, so as we've done that, you know, what you've what we've seen is as we've as we've had success and, and people start to look at that, you'll find we found others begun what we call dabbling in chatbots. Like, oh, yeah, we'll go build one. Right. And like we said, it's it's easy to build a chatbot. It's really hard to build this conversational chatbot that delivers results. And our bots are consistent, consistently delivering a 70 percent engagement, you know, 95 percent correct response rate, less than one percent opt out over SMS. And, and more than 30% click-throughs on targeted sponsor notifications, right? So these, these this data that we have, this repository of, of doing event after event after event and understanding how to do it, how to deploy them and make them work is really, for us, is, you know, uh, is really what sets us apart. And it really helps our clients have confidence that when we deploy what they see as a new technology into their event, that it's going to work. It's, it's going to work for them and it's going to improve that experience. Uh, as we've discussed, uh, a lot of the company's focus has been in, you know, the conference and trade show space. Where else has the company implemented AI chatbots? Yeah, so you know, the, yeah, mobile AI chatbots can work re really wherever you have a large or a small gathering of people, which is kind of right. what I've described. You know, our custom bots. You know, we've used them for trade shows and conferences, but but when you start to expand the concept that we're talking about, user conferences, store manager meetings, executive retreats, sales incentive trips, right? It really is just about anything you can imagine. We've done board meetings, we've done you know, which again are really are are really high touch. You know, we've done hosted buyer meetings, uh, you know, any type of event like that that we've done, right? And our self service bots that we do are you know can be for things like a company party. Uh, recurring roadshows that you have. You know, you might have training sessions that are going on across the country, or you might have product launches that are going on across the country, um, things like that, right? You can also, you know, bots don't have to be for a specific event, right? They can actually support your business or your association or your product, right? A website bot that we deploy, those website bots that we deploy answers questions about a company or the products. And it's really powerful, right? You can have a bot for uh, a trade show booth, right? And it's really just a force multiplier for the sales team, the show team that's at the at the booth. And, it, and we use them, right? To say, right. and you know, we use them, right? Just to right. say, wait, uh, I'm going to the booth. What time's the exhibitor uh, move in, right? So we do things like that just for ourselves because we want to, th th that's the instant way to get information. But things like, you know, uh, 
answering questions about your company, your product that's in the booth, capturing leads, scheduling time to to have some sort of experience like the, you know, like the what are they, the escape rooms, right. you know, yep. you could you could come into the escape room. Well, we need to schedule time. Well, how do you do that? Okay, use our chatbot to to schedule that, right? So, or meet with the sales team or even send reminders out. Oh, wait, you know, here's your schedule or here's your time. So lots of different uses just even in that space alone. And there's a lot, there's hundreds of other examples beyond that that we could talk about. Well, to wrap things up, Chuck, if uh, what do you sort of see in the short and near term for the technology, its use? When you when you look out a little further into the future, what what do you get excited about in terms of the opportunities for the, the uses of, AI chatbots. Yeah, so you know the, the place that I always think about the power of what we're doing is in, in the end we're building community, right? We're we're the, if if you think about what an event is, what a business is, the only way it succeeds is it has loyal, it has a loyal following, right? It has people that are coming there because they have a great experience, because they want to be engaged with that brand, and they want to and they want to be connected, right? Well, well, there's really no deeper connection than you can get with somebody than their mobile phone number, right? It is fundamentally as important as our social security number, right? There, I, I My phone number starts with 952 because Minnesota was the last place I lived right. when I got the last phone that would ne I will never change, right? right. I mean, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, for the rest they, of my life. Our mobile phones are our identities. But yeah, the, right. the, the social security analogy is pretty apt. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so. So that is the the now. The, so if I have that, if if someone is willing to entrust me with their phone number, right, which they will, and we do all the time, if we get valuable information back and we're not spammed, right. So right. fundamentally, our business is we won't we don't allow anybody to spam. It's not allowed. We it's we won't we won't allow it through our bots. Our bots are designed to provide that one to one interaction, right? That one to one response that you need. So this is about building that engagement. And so one of the things that I tell marketers all the time is that is that in in the world that we that we've lived in for a long time is we've created messaging that basically is designed around low engagement channels, right? So why do you see a hundred banner ads that say the same thing? Why do you get a zillion emails? You know, why do you get hit with this stuff all the time? Why do you get 50 notifications in an app? Nothing against any of those channels. It's because nobody's reading them, right? right? It's because yep. they're, or if you are, you're like, wow, I got a 2% click through. That was amazing. Yeah. Right. Well, when I use a text channel, it changes the game. So now what I'm doing is I'm commuting one-to-one. -one. So instead of saying, well, let's send a message out to everybody at the event to say, hey, you know, make sure you go, uh, go visit the climbing wall, right? Well, no, why don't you send the message to the 42 people that have said I'm interested in climbing walls, right? right. And if you send them, that's high value to them, but it's not high value to the, to the exhibitor, right? Who's not you know, does it and I'm allowed to go over there, right? Or things like that. Right. So, so we this, have so we haven't talked about that, Chuck. You can actually you can sort of segment the bot by attendee or participant profile. Yeah. So you're really connecting any information you have about the attendee that you should use. And we're we're only working, our only job is to work on behalf of the event organizer, the event planner, right? So it's your data. It's not our data, it's your data. So what do you know? about the people that are attending your event? What do you know about the people that are customers of your company or uh, uh, members of your association? The more you know about them, 
now what we're doing is we're saying, okay, now I, uh, you know a lot about them, but you didn't have a way to reach them. Now you have a way to reach them with the content that is really relevant. So if you take an association, for example, there's no reason to send out a blast email to everybody that says, hey, you know, in San Antonio, Texas, we're having a meetup. But it's really powerful to send a text, right, to the people that have shown an interest in meetups around San Antonio, right, that, right. that, that are there, right? That's game changing, right? So fundamentally where this goes is, yes, we're supporting the attendees, but where it really moves to is this next step of how do I really engage and deliver the personalized experience they they need? And Ken, you know, we talk about personalized engagement, personalized connection, and what does that mean? And at one level, it always means that I'm providing exactly what you need, right? The information you need. And that's really exciting. I mean, we one of the simple use cases we have that that's just game changing is we go to is is somebody uh, we if you have table assignments at an right. event. Yep. Right. And yep. how do you communicate table assignments? Well, it's it's really hard, right? And the bigger the event, the harder it is. But through a bot, we just go, hey, tonight's dinner, you're at table six. And here's who's sitting with you. Right. Yeah. That's that's pretty powerful. So that's a one-to-one. I'm every single person's getting their own individual assignment. Right. So that's really powerful. But then if you step back from that and you think about all the other ways that now, what do you know about this person? How do you engage? That's where this is really going. This is the that's the future of what we're talking about in terms of pure marketing, pure understanding and connecting. And as a marketer, Ken, you know, the holy grail has always been one to one. Right. We never had a way to do it. Right. You know, we never had a way to do it. And what we're what we're providing now is a way to actually do that. Yep. Well, Chuck, thank you for uh, for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Everyone, I want to thank Chuck Elias for joining us on 42 Chatcast. And I want to thank you for joining us and listening along. Look forward to talking to you again next time. Thanks, everybody.